Hello. Welcome to Deep Dive. Uh, I'm Jackson Russo. And I'm Adam Selby. This week we are uh, doing the Melbourne Australian, uh, I don't know, the uh, like Septet, whatever, I don't know the name for that, but it's a seven-piece band. Their name is uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And I just want to go ahead and start this from... We're not going to say the whole name. Yeah, I want to state this from the top. I'm going to just... King Giz, King Gizzard, whatever. I'm yeah. not going to say King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard because the band doesn't even say that all the time. They typically say King Giz. Yeah, and most of the people who've been on the the uh, the main show, the interview show, have referred to them as King Giz usually. So yeah, but I think everybody does. Yeah, it's a seven piece uh, psych rock band, mostly psych rock. They, mm-hmm. you know, we can we'll get into it, but I did a little. I I went extra on this and i did listen to other albums because after finding out kind of what this band's about and they are a band known for uh trying to push boundaries or put limitations on themselves and not the type that like jack white where he's like well i'm only gonna record analog or no edits that kind of stuff yeah not whatever that kind you can of record thing. of a like coke can or something yeah they're more of a well we're a psych rock band we're gonna do an only acoustic album we're gonna do only uh, this album that kind of stuff or we're going to release this album for free well yeah and i was gonna say one of the albums we listened to was free i think yeah well uh, one of them was a jazz album for example so like yeah. just to we'll get into it and give you an idea album, of that they each have their own thing so yeah. uh and that's and, the thing they do with all their albums is my yeah. understanding so it's pretty impressive you can go back to pretty much all they had an album so by the way what we're doing today we're listening to their five albums that they re- released in 2017 uh, they announced that they were going to release five albums, and they had they were going to write, record, and release five albums in 2017. In and, and I guess for context, they've only been a band since 2010. I mean, I say only, but that's almost a decade. But uh, in those nine years, they've put out 13 albums, and they have and a new one. Five out of them this year. came out last year, so they have a new one that's coming out this year. Yeah, um, so they're not like taking a year off. Yeah. So or, well, I guess 2017 wasn't last year anymore, but. Yeah. You know what I meant. Uh, so they wrote and recorded five albums. And uh, the al- or they had an album right before this one in 2016 called uh, Nonagon Infinity. I don't know if you read up about that. I didn't. Uh, but I will say they have very interesting album names. Yes, they do. It, it is very much that psychedelic kind of like, here's a cool word. It sounds, yeah. you know, trippy, that kind of shit. Um but uh or some of them are silly like their upcoming album fishing for fishies yeah uh so nonagon infinity that uh album is it's supposed to be able to be played from front to back and then it goes straight back into the first track it's supposed to be able to just go on forever like an infinite loop kind of thing exactly and you know i listened to it and i did that and you really you can just start to forget that you're back to the beginning of the album it's actually really cool uh that's one of those releases that like i just would never buy on vinyl because you wouldn't get that uh effect yeah you couldn't even get close you'd only yeah. need to listen to it on uh you know cd or mp3 digital so yeah it, it's a cool album i would definitely recommend trying it just for that but th- they have those kind of yeah no, limitations. i'll have to go check that one out because that sounds cool yeah it is so let's just go ahead and start with the first album so this one's called flying microtonal banana and uh it came out in feb on february 24th so two months into the uh um year 
Yeah, so presumably they wrote most of this that year is what they said they were going to do at least. So So also it's a good thing. I'm going to go ahead and from the get-go say I tend to not like psych rock. I think I'm not quite sure, but it, it's just one of those genres that I think can be really tropey and people yeah. just buy into it. I've, uh, I mean, I haven't listened to this band until we were doing this because that was my assumption based on exactly a lot of the other bands like them or and listening to ones in the past. It's been like very hit or miss for whether I like a band or not. So I agree, and that's exactly. I waited a long time to listen to them. Yeah, so. uh, this is. I had never listened to them before this. Had you at all? No, I hadn't. So I always my. Uh, like introduction to them has always been for people who are like, man, this album is really great to listen to on drugs. And I'm like, great. Well, I don't do drugs, so yeah, I'm not going to listen terrible. to it then. That's a horrible recommendation. Well, I was like, that mean that must mean the album's no good then. Like my favorite album of all time uh, was recommended to me by a guy who said, man, I love this album so much. In Rainbows by Radiohead, I just remember taking uh, Xanax and you know when I was popping pills and I just remember taking Xanax and listening to that and I was who, like god what a fucking terrible who does that and listens to music yeah I don't know he was just like I liked feeling numb and listening to Radiohead I was like wow you're an asshole yeah <laughs> but uh it's like people who are you know going on about how Dark Side of the Moon is the best thing ever yeah which I really like Pink Floyd but it's not the best thing ever so. no they're garbage um <laughs> so flying microtone some of their albums are the worst things that came out of the 70s so. yeah so I am not not a fan of psych rock, and I stayed right. away from this band for that exact reason. And the and I chose this. And I you cho- listened to them in this same order that they came out, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and I chose to uh, choose them because this is one of those bands. I mean, you hear about Tame Impala and shit like that, but I don't like Tame Impala. That's one of the most tropey psych bands out there, I think. And yeah. Um, you know. That, that psych rock just doesn't feel for me and i you know people kept recommending king giz and i n- heard nothing but good about them to where i've heard shit about yeah uh, that's true yeah about tame impala i've never heard a single person who's actually listened to king giz say and like oh this was, yeah i said it was bad yeah so i uh, i was interested so let's get into the first album they uh do we want to talk about the music first and then how they did it or do we want to talk about... I think how they did it is more interesting than the music in some of these cases. So Yeah, do you know what they did on this one? I guess it's better for me to do it since... If you, uh, if you already have everything written and pulled up. Well, the reason why is this one's more uh, music theory heavy. So they... Um, it's true, we're going to upset Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about theory, but so for this album, they... Um, edited their and it's hard to explain maybe we'll put a picture of the instruments but they manipulated yeah, their instruments to all be on microtonal so microtonal is it's part of music theory um i'm trying to think of the best way to do this so there are semitones and uh in music theory and that's typically what we're used to hearing you know you have your frets you have your keys on a piano and they go through what we're used to going from A, B, C, D, right. all the way to G. And you're used to hearing that. But what microtonal is, is it's intervals that are smaller than a semitone. Yeah, so you're, this was in quarter tone tuning is what it says. So Yeah, so what you're, you know, from A to B, what that normally is, now you have like A to 
a one to, right and that's probably not well, the right and, and way of explaining it but in increments like fourth of what it would normally be right so. yeah so it, this is it, it's really kind of uh it's a it's a weird type of thing to do, and no one's really used to it because it's a weird idea on paper too. Yeah, we're all used to the you know type of instruments that we play, and you should see these instruments. Like you'll have a guitar that just has all these extra frets on it, and it just looks wacky. Yeah, I mean, so they manipulated all their instruments to be uh, microtonal, and that they basically wrote this whole album only using microtonal. Uh, instruments and microtonal tuning so uh yeah this was the first one i listened to um it is very i think this out of all the albums that we listen to is the most psych one yeah there's one other that maybe is just as or more but I really liked it. I was shocked. I listened to the first song and I was and I didn't know about the whole microtonal thing when I first listened to it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know about that on the first listen. Either. Yeah. I didn't read anything about any of these until after. Yeah, and it was it's just kind of a nuts album. I just like and after finding that kind of stuff yeah. out. And when and you listening to it it sounds weird, but you don't know why it sounds weird. And everything kind of has a similar kind of sound to it and not in yeah. a bad way, but once you find out why it has that similar oh, it, sound, yeah, then it makes it sense. Makes sense. Yeah. And because of that, I think the album really flows well. It's a 40 minute long album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just all flows well. You have like two songs that are like seven minutes and then the rest are just normal song lengths. Yeah, but including the, the first song rattlesnake, which I think is great. Yeah. It, uh, it's that song, like that song really got me in the album, like from the first note, like, yeah. I was all in. I mean, it's definitely daring to uh, have an album start with one of your the long tracks because even yeah. bands like Rush, which are you know one yeah of they would usually end with the long the track. biggest uh, prog man one of the biggest yeah. you know they end with the thirty minute song but you know uh, I like bands that you know they're proud of it so they put it up first so people don't just kind of write it off. I mean, bands like Coheed yeah. and like metal bands do that all the time because they're not ashamed of having a nine minute song. Um, so I really like that. Uh, it's really hard to say much else about it other than I wouldn't say that there was a specific song that kind of stood out. And yeah, on a lot of these, it's hard to pick out a specific song. Yeah, and but this one especially, I had no specific songs that stood out because the whole thing just other than the intro track. Yeah, um, and because of this uh, kind of. And I know you and I always say this that we listen to albums all the way through. We mm-hmm. it's really more of one thing instead of you know twelve songs. You have to do that for these though. Yeah, you have to, and it's more enjoyable to do it that way because I see it. It's 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 hard to pick out certain things because you're so enthralled by like okay, well this is what they're doing and that kind yeah. of stuff. And you know, in the next release, it really has that kind of like it gets more into that, and you're you have to listen to whole sections. So. Um, the next album that came out came out in June on June twenty third. Uh, that's like halfway through the year, and you know they yes, that is halfway <laughs> through the year. Said that with a question mark. I don't know the number. <laughs> or I don't know my months. FYI, uh, I'm sure I've said that before, and I'm yeah. not ashamed of it. I really don't give a shit. Um, I, I do have to point out though, they were doing five albums that year. Yeah, doing two in the first half of the year is pretty. I did. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't look like they're gonna make it if you look at the dates. Like, yeah, 
And once you see the date of the last album, did you look at that when it came out? Yeah. Yeah. So when uh, this album, it from what I've seen, is controversial. Did we say the name of the album? Murder of the Universe. I didn't know if we had. I don't so. know either. Uh, it, it's controversial uh, among King Giz fans. Um, so you want to describe it? You can go for it because I haven't <laughs> talked to any king giz fans about this album no but do you know the no i don't so the album this a lot of it is a spoken word right and yeah this is very heavily a concept album i guess we should start with that yes and when we say spoken word that doesn't mean like oh there's nothing but speaking it's uh it's more there like narration yeah over a psych rock song yeah and a lot of uh, fans weren't a fan of this because they were like, oh, well, the spoken word kind of masks the uh, instrumentation so we can't hear it too loud and or too well. So yeah, they're just there for the, the music to listen to while you're on acid or something. Yeah, they're there to listen to music while under black lights. So, but to be honest, I think this one is probably my favorite of the five albums. It, I think it's the most interesting because of that. Yeah, man. I when I first so it's split into th- it's three stories. The first story mm-hmm. is called the Tale of the Altered Beast. The second story is called the Lord of Lightning versus Balrog. Which, fuck yeah, that song was great, and it's just like the Balrog. That that, Balrog. that song is where I got into the album. Yeah. Um. And then the last one before then, I was just like, uh, I don't know if I. I can really get into it yet. I really like it. Was very Beast. different from the other one. So. Altered Beast was uh, kind of repetitive, but I did really like it. Yeah. So the first chapter is twenty, and they call it chapters. The first chapter is twenty minutes long. Second chapter is thirteen and a half minutes. The last chapter, which is chapter three, called uh, Han Tayumi and the Murder of the Universe. That one was thirteen minutes long. But so the first uh, song, the Tale of the Altered Beast, uh, it's obviously just some, it, here's the thing with concept albums is a lot of times you can have a concept album but that's a loose idea where you can't really tell the story a narrative yeah right with this i could tell narratives because they had someone narrating it yeah, yeah and it wasn't just somebody up there saying poetry like it was actually someone talking about what was happening uh, yeah and it fit with i mean i thought it fit with the music pretty well too i yeah don't know why people would say otherwise honestly but yeah and the tale of the altered beast is just some guy who encounters a beast and he just slowly throughout the song becomes a beast himself and it's just weird shit like that over psych rock and the, the this I, I will say this album is what i expected all of them to be yeah from I, what i'd like my understanding of what this band was yeah so. i really like this album i thought it was really cool that they did this and whenever i heard that it was a lot of spoken word i was also skeptical i was like that's gonna be weird i don't think i'm gonna like that but then i got into it and i was like no, this yeah. is awesome yeah i didn't know it was gonna be going into it um and i liked it uh the first time i listened to it i didn't like it as much as the first album yeah the second time i think it's got to be my second favorite album of theirs that I, out of these five we listened to yeah so. i would definitely say that um out of the three songs on here, the three chapters, that yeah. the third one is the weakest to me. And I'm saying that just because I can't really remember it right now. Okay. So that kind of, I, I know I listened to it, but that kind of tells me that it didn't yeah. really stick with me. Whereas I can sing the choruses, quote unquote choruses for uh, chapter one and chapter two yeah. like, right now. So uh, 
I really like this album. I, I yeah, do. I do. I do have one note about this album. Uh, since it's it's a concept album and it's in lots of different like multiple pieces of the same story. Uh, listening to this on Bandcamp was fucking awful because <laughs> there are pauses in between every song. Oh wow! So like after five or six songs, I just gave up and bought it because I was like, I think I like this enough. Yeah. Listen to it on uh, but Spotify I, or something. I don't want to. Yeah. No, I mean, like, the listeners, don't listen to this yeah. one oh, yeah, without okay. yeah. a continuous stream. Buy yeah. it. Actually, don't or, listen to any of these without it being continuous, honestly. I agree. They, uh, they are really good like, about... really, really bad that Bandcamp needs to fix because it was, like, incredibly painful. Yeah. They uh, they are really good. King Giz is really good about... Yeah. I think all these albums have at least some songs that flow into them. Yeah. And, like, that Infinite album, like you were talking about, too, like... That yeah, wouldn't just work. Keep going there. Yeah, um, I really like this album, and yeah, definitely I mean, this is definitely it. my second favorite. So yeah, um, partially because of the storytelling and stuff, and then also it just works really well. So it's also important to note that they re- they re- release everything themselves. Like they have their own record yeah. label. Well, and they, that's how they can put out five albums yeah. in one year. Everything's self released, so you know because any like record label that was sane would tell them don't do that. Yeah, so. they're printing their own vinyl. They're there, and it's Which really that cool. is that is an interesting thing too to note, um, because I, I looked at just I was curious and was like, are these available as records? And they are, but they're really expensive because they only press when yeah. like they do a pre order basically and do a one single run and that's it. So yeah, which is kind of cool. It makes they it have feel a more very exclusive. dedicated fan base though. Yeah, and so let's move on into the next album. It's the third album of the year. Mm-hmm. It came out on August eighteenth don't know when that is uh i know it's, it's about two months june. after <laughs> so this one was pretty quick for february to to june so i'm wondering how much that is to do with so this one is well, not it, really it, a concept i think it's important to mention too this isn't just them it's also with another so that's what i was going to yeah. say is i'm wondering how the quick turnaround how much that that is due to their collaboration with um yeah i'm guessing either that or they recorded it earlier and it just came out later yeah the jazz Maybe that's why that project. one was delayed so they collaborated with the jazz uh project mild high club uh who i believe is based in la it's mm-hmm. one guy and um yeah so they kind of recorded this they played um a show they have giz fest of course they have giz fest yeah they, again they have really dedicated fans yeah and uh so they have giz fest and they have mild high club play and they kind of just start recording an album and uh they whenever he went back to la or the u.s wherever he was is from and uh they started sending uh stuff back and forth to each other and that's how it was recorded um so because of that i would say this of course feels psych but i think it feels more like a light jazz than it does psych yeah it's definitely a jazz album and when Uh, i say the title the title is a miles davis reference yeah And when I say jazz, I don't mean something like, you know, they're up there jamming. It's you more of like a yeah. calm, relaxed kind of, I don't know how to, easy I, listening I would, type thing. I mean, thing. yeah, I would say it's it's in the vein of like Miles Davis type jazz. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a secret. I don't like jazz. Right. I did not like this album. You went to a jazz school, but I, you don't like jazz. I did not like this album. I love this album. It's my that favorite of happen. the five. I was <laughs> expecting that. It is the shortest album, too. I do kind of appreciate that, because if it was a lot longer, I don't know if I'd be into it. There, there was one song. Because that's part of what makes some of those big, like, classic jazz albums work, is that they're, you know, under 40 minutes. I dislike this album so much that I had 
difficulties. You had a song that you wrote down that you didn't like? No, I didn't like all of them yeah. except for one. Uh, I had a difficult time getting through this album. I found myself at times just kind of <laughs> be like, cool, I want to go do something else now because uh, I try to focus on what I'm listening to for this show. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked uh, the song Tazetta. That was a really catchy song. I think it was the only song that I found catchy. Um, oh, okay, yeah, the fourth song. Yeah, yeah, the fourth song. It's really cool. Um, all the songs on this are pretty tame in length. Uh, yeah, shortest a song short being stuff. a minute yeah. fifteen, and the longest being like five minutes exactly. Yeah, but most of the songs are, are about three minutes. So, and, and again, a lot of them flow together. Yeah, in between songs. So again, this was another thing of Bandcamp was awful about this. I, so I actually I knew I liked this album already, so I bought it on Amazon. So yeah, I figured. Did you buy it on vinyl? Yeah, because it came for five dollars more. I could get the record. So oh, there you go. Yeah, well, good for you. Because um, I also got the download on Amazon to listen to in the meantime. So. Yeah. And so yeah, I really like this album. Like it's really, a, really it's a fine it. album. It's it's straight up what I was, what I like. I don't know. I kind of as soon as I listened to this, I was like, Adam's gonna fucking love this, yeah. and like. I just know I'm not going to agree with it. But I can see why people don't like it, though, because it is very jazz-heavy, and especially compared to the last album, the second one, it's real different. By the like, way, uh, all of their albums I went through, mm-hmm. they are fucking Pitchfork sweethearts. They oh, yeah. fucking... Yeah. Pitchfork loves them. Everybody and loves critically, them. Critically, everybody yeah. loves them, yeah. Critically, they're just acclaimed, but pitchfork who is notoriously difficult they hate everyone who's not american yeah and well yeah and (laughs) they hate anyone who's you know not some indie bullshit and i like indie music but man that whole idea of pitchfork approved i hate it so much and but you know pitchfork loves this band and i agree and that is one of the few times that i see a pitchfork approved band and i'm like yeah I agree. I'm glad that they're, they're getting... At least they're doing interesting stuff, too. I'm glad That's, they're getting the music elite. So Yeah. Yeah, this is I, a fine I think it album. makes sense that they're critically... like I don't know about critically acclaimed, but like critics like this band because they're just doing different stuff, and that's yeah. that's interesting, and that's cool. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way music is going to get different is if people yeah, push boundaries. If they do, you know, they do a couple bad albums, whatever. I don't know if they've had that. But. Yeah. Stuff like this and Mars Volta, who would do similar things... Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get yeah, that, new music. Yeah, actually, they, they do kind of remind me of Mars Volta in some yeah, ways. a way more accessible one. Yeah. So this next album, another thing where I just fucking hate the name, and I don't yeah, want to say it. Good so uh, this one came out uh, November 17th. That is almost the end of the year. That is the 11th month. Yep. It's my birthday month, uh, so I know that. That's why you know that. Um, so this came out November 17th. And this is considered an acid rock, psychedelic rock album. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that means. I don't know. The genre game. Uh, this is more of a the drug heavy album, I guess. I don't know. It's called uh Polygon Polygon Duana Land. Polygon Duana Land. Mm-hmm. And this was the one they released for free because no one can pronounce it. Yeah, so they released this for free without any uh you know They d- they didn't even sell copies originally. They just yeah. put up the tracks. They just so. well and they didn't announce it, they just put it up one day and said this album's y'all's. You can do whatever you want. And yeah. they even... They uploaded the master tracks, too. Yeah, so, so they uploaded the master pl- tracks. And on top of that, the, so when you have master tracks, there's two types. There's, depending on how you're going to distribute it, CD, digitally, streaming, and then vinyl. It's yeah. a different type of master. They even uploaded the vinyl master tracks. Pushing, Which is actually pretty cool, because 
Yeah, they pushed for uh, fans to uh, release it on their own. Crowd, like basically. Yeah, you can do unofficial. Make your own presents. artwork, do all that kind of stuff. They said, do whatever you want. This is yeah. your album. Your like the license is yours. It was an open source license, so they they were saying basically like you can make money off this. I, we're okay with. Yeah, that. and what is kind of interesting about that is that a lot of labels produce their own copies of the album. Yep. Which is just really weird. Yeah. But that's. Uh, it's also cool so yeah and um this one i think out of the five albums is the most um psych of Mm -hmm. them all yeah first one's pretty psych but this one feels more of a straightforward king giz record whereas there's not really a concept other than it's open sourced I don't know if they went in there with that, just saying like, okay, well, this is going to be a free album, or if that was just like, well, this doesn't have a concept, let's do this. I don't think they go in albums that way, but maybe they yeah. do. Uh, this this album is also interesting in that it starts with a 10-minute track. Yep. Almost 11 minutes. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's much more tame after that, like three-minute yeah. songs. Yeah. it's. Uh, I thought it was a good album, though. Uh, the first song is long, but like I said, but is great. Um, I really liked it. Yeah, I think this is probably what I would expect most of their albums to be like. Yeah, uh, th- but I haven't listened to anything else yet. So, if it weren't for the jazz album, I would say this was probably my least favorite. But that being said, yeah, I it's just the least interesting. I to don't me. dislike it. It just doesn't feel like it has any kind of boundaries pushed. Or yeah, and well, and going from like that second album being really great. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, and then and then the first album having like the weird, uh, like unique kind of thing they used for recording this one's just kind of like eh, it's just another album so yeah and i don't know if you notice this but this is one of those psych tropes that normally really gets on my nerves but they do it in almost every song and it doesn't piss me off to where there is a guitar that is completely matching what the vocals Mm -hmm. are doing so there's a song where it's like crumbling castle that's the first song. So there's going to be a guitar going ding, 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 yeah, ding, that ding. Is, that is a thing that stands and, out, yeah. And they do it, like, it's not they do it after the vocals. They do it with the vocals. And it'll do it, like, most, if not the whole song. Normally, that really gets on my nerves. But there's so much going on. They have two drummers. They have so much instruments. The singer sometimes plays flute. Yeah, I was going to say, if you look at the... Um, Watch live videos. The personnel listing on, like, Wikipedia for each of these albums. Some of them are just crazy. There's just so many things that people played on these albums. They have a drummer who they claim they took away his bass drum because he lost privileges to it. So he's got a whole drum kit except for a kick drum. So, yeah, I mean, typically there's I just dislike that. There's just a lot going that. on, so Typically I dislike it, but it, yeah. I, I like Not that I liked it, but it fit well. There's so much going on in these songs. You can kind of, like, listen and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, no. This album, more. this album works and it's good. I just it didn't stand out enough for me yeah. compared to uh, the previous ones. So I agree. Uh, so we got one more song, and so this previous record was one more album. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> this previous record was unless you're saying that all of their albums sound like one song, which kind of works. Yeah, they but, don't sound like one song, but they're but they could be. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that that previous album came out in November. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're probably all worried. When is the next one going to come out? People it's were the end concerned. Of the year. You know, they fit four albums into the second half of the year. Where are they going to have this fifth album go? Well, if you guessed it, 
it did come out on December 31st, the very last day of the year. I know that. Uh, <laughs> this one's called uh, Gumboots Gun. Fuck me. Gumboot Soup. <laughs> yep. Uh, Which has album artwork that is kind of exactly what it says. Yeah, I like that. I like the artwork. artwork. It's just funny how it fits with the. Uh, Once again, very tropey for album artwork. Yeah. The last album, Polygon to Wanna Land. I'm nailing it now. Uh, <laughs> has the most uh, tropey uh, yeah, psych the most rock psych, album yeah. artwork. Um, so this album, uh, I re- there's not much on it, but I did see some interviews where they talked about it. And um, the band, uh, people asked like, oh, because um, a lot of these songs were written just at separate times and then pulled together. So people were like, oh, so it's more of a B-side album. And the band said, was very explicit they're like no we don't feel it's a b-side album we more feel that this is an album that uh has songs that just didn't fit with the other albums right not that they're b-sides and aren't good enough for other albums that they just didn't fit with what they it's were just doing. like this album didn't have to have an overarching theme or yeah. uh concept to it so yeah so they kind of uh, i wonder how uh much to do with uh, the end of the year coming along that could be that. that could be part of it yeah i think this song is the most uh or god damn it stop saying song uh <laughs> this album this album is the most uh accessible of the five uh yeah i think so especially because you don't have to listen to it all yeah front to back like you could go listen to certain songs on this and it would work yeah this song or ah fuck me <laughs> this album could be uh a single album like the yeah. and they, there could be singles from it and you could listen to things as singles um well yeah and the singles wouldn't have to be like a radio edit yeah so because mo- i think only on on two or three songs maybe on this album yeah they like bleed in together four three five minutes they're all the normal song length and yeah. uh I, I will say this album feels very different it does i agree um and in the middle of it it feels a lot heavier mm-hmm it, out of kind of nowhere is what it feels like to me but i yeah. didn't dislike it I, I did like this album pretty uh yeah yeah I more like than this the album. last one definitely i definitely like this album uh it and the reason why is because it did feel kind of out of nowhere which sometimes yeah. can be bad and i like it because it it does have that kind of singles vibe and more catchy vibe and it does have that different vocal stylings and just more kind of laid back in songs it's yeah, I like this song. Uh, or fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pitchfork gave it a 7.7. 7. Jesus. I have one song on this one I did like that I wanted to mention. Uh, I'm Sleeping In is a big change yeah, all of a, a sudden. Song. And I really liked it because it was real heavy before then. And then suddenly it's not. And it really worked. I don't know why. but I really like the opening track, Beginner's Luck. They yeah. Kinda, be, yeah. And talking about you know luck in the sense of like casino type stuff they're you know having a song about whatever just life in general talking about like oh yeah fold your cards that kind of shit you know kind of like ace of spades by motorhead but that kind of thing uh yeah i didn't I like make it. that connection to motorhead but yeah yeah it's catchy uh, uh i do have to say one thing i didn't like on this album and on all the albums really they do this stupid fucking like slow down like pitch shifting thing at the end of the albums it's almost like they're a psych band yeah it's real annoying yeah not a fan for a band that does uh obviously try to push boundaries and force themselves out they of their fall back zones, on that too easily yeah they do have a lot of tropes uh i did find for the most part the tropes that they had 
I they didn't bother me as much as whenever I hear a Tame Impala song. No, yeah, it's not it's not that level of yeah, I don't know what the word would be for that, but well, it's it's not on that same level. One of my biggest complaints about Tame Impala is they'll have a, a catchy part of a song or a catchy hook, a catchy whatever, and I admit that, that there will be catchy parts, and then they'll linger on that for five minutes, yeah. and it's just like people are like, "Oh, it's amazing." It's like, no, they fucking play the repetitive. same thing You're just for five things. minutes. Yeah. So you know, do it three times, and then they'll have a bridge, and do it two more times. Uh, so. They do repeat themselves quite a bit in their songs, especially that Altered Beast song, which is 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really change uh, too much out of what it is. It more or less is 20 minutes of the same song, uh, but it feels good, uh, and I guess they were able to achieve that by having a story that is changing while the music itself is actually staying the same. So these tropes that they're still giving into don't aggravate me as much because they are trying different things and they're succeeding in these different things so they're taking psych rock and then adding more elements to it that can make it more accessible for someone like me who just hasn't found a psych rock group that i'm super into um i like right here on this album gumboot soup and i'm sure this is on all of them one of the studios listed is joey's room that's one of the members of the band so that's hmm. good. That's pretty great. Um, so I guess we already uh, said what our favorite albums yeah. were. Yeah, I think for, I mean, just the way that kind of worked out. Yeah, Murder of the Universe, The Spoken Word was my favorite. Uh, if you're into psych rock, I would say start with uh, Flying Microtonal Banana. Yeah. Um, if you're wanting a more easy If you're just wanting to check out the band in general, check out the the last album. Yeah, check out the last album or sketches of Brunswick East, which is the jazz album. Uh, check out that or the last album if you're wanting something less psych yeah. and more accessible I would say uh, but yeah there's two albums on here that are just straight psych there's one spoken word and two easy more accessible ones so really in one year they were able to accomplish something for pretty much everyone I would say um, yeah it really did show uh, the like wide array of their talents almost yeah like they are still the same band clearly but yeah. they're really capable of making very different music. So. Yeah, and it, it's cool that it, they've it's seven guys, and that's a lot of people in a band, and it's all the same people. Yeah, um, they're you know still going and releasing music. They released. It, it seems like they took a bit of a break. They did in take a year off, but then they also but, wrote an album that comes out this year. Yeah, they released uh, an EP in 2018, but you know that is obviously pulled back, and no one can blame them for yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, I definitely have come out of this with the uh, realization that I've been sleeping on uh, King Gizzard and yeah. the Lizard Wizard. No, I'm gonna go listen to a lot more of their stuff, and yeah, I definitely have a lot more respect for them than my previous assumption of they're a drug band. Yeah, like, I drug music band. I guess I don't know. I wish I had started listening sooner, but yeah. I'm here now. They're real I'm, good though. I'm gonna keep listening, and I'm definitely gonna go in for the rest of the albums. I've listened to a couple, but not all of them. But yeah. As long as they don't do another jazz album, you're good. Yeah, I mean, I, I would even give that a try, but probably not like it. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can get her to meow on the mic. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> that was great. Good job. <laughs> oh, wow. Adam, did you pick great. something for us to listen to next time? Yeah. Um, I'm going to suggest we listen to the stoner desert rock band, Kaya's.
I will do it. I don't have a choice. <laughs> There's but, yeah. four albums. Yeah. Uh, I've listened to at least one of them, maybe two. I don't remember. I haven't listened to all of them for sure. I've so. never listened to Kai's. I, I think I've heard a song or two. But and I guess um, for context for everybody, they're uh, uh, Josh Homme's was he start, guitarist? I guess. Yeah, uh, in that band. probably the first thing that he's really known for. Um, and they were a band for about 10 years until yeah. 1996. So, Yeah, he uh, played guitar and backing yeah. vocals. So, yeah, that was Josh Homme's start. Yeah, he so, was real young. Yeah, this was, uh, you know, the music that came before Queens of the Stone Age and a bunch of other bands. Yeah. Eagles of Death Metal. Um, good you know. shit. We'll get into it next time. But Yeah. Yeah, that's but a yeah, good, good choice. Four albums, so that's pretty pretty reasonable. Yeah.